part in the Six Nations and a record on the line this weekend. Welcome to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Wales have been in Nice this weekend after beating France and preparing to face Italy. And it's been a home from home for forwards coach Robin McBride. It's very reminiscent of what I did not on the front, so I feel quite at home here. We've got to be aware that we don't slip into holiday mode and we know we've got some hard work to get through. A tough opening game in France for Wales women, but that won't put them off, says second row Natalia John. We all know what we're capable of and we all know how hard we work in training. So what we thought was really important that we pick up our mood straight away, like there was no point dwelling on the past. Malcolm Arvin Quinns took a big step towards the top half of the Principality Premiership last weekend. We lost the first game of the year automatically. We talk about relegation, it's just been in the back of everyone's minds all year round. So hopefully now we're half decent position, but yeah, we definitely want to claim our table. Yes, the pressure is certainly on for the likes of coach Emmett Phillips with relegation in the Premiership this season. More from that game later. The under-20s and the Wales women's side. But we'll start in Nice and Wales training ahead of the Italy game this weekend. Ten changes in the side. Coach Warren Gatland explained his thinking. We spoke about uh, wanting to give everyone an opportunity. We're replicating what's going to happen later in the year with uh, the 31 squad uh, being here. Uh, we had a couple of things that you know potentially will happen in the World Cup with uh, Corey Hill last week getting the cut on the knee with uh, stitches. Um, Justin Tipperick picked up a bit of a back strain during the week. So we, how we managed that and how we managed... Obviously, George North was his shoulder from last weekend, so he didn't take a big part in training during the week. So, And we wanted to include the eight players that weren't involved last weekend. So, you know, that was pretty much the thinking about that. Italy going to be a tough game for us uh, in Rome, and um, but it's a, it's a massive challenge for us. Yeah, how big a focus has the World Cup been this week? That time away with the squad, that building of the camaraderie. Are, are players also playing for World Cup squad places? Yeah, and they continue to be playing for World Cup squad places. The Six Nations is a really important competition for us, but having that opportunity with the first two games being away and then sort of being able to have like a mini camp, um, how the nations do it in the first week, and we saw England and Ireland go to Portugal so that, look, it was a great chance for us to utilise the draw of those first two games and, and being away from home and replicate some of the issues that we're going to face later in the year so you know it's been it's been good from that point of view. As well as playing for, for World Cup places like you said the Six Nations obviously a very important competition is this almost an audition for some players for the England game as well? We haven't spoken at all about England this our whole focus is last week on France and knowing that if we could win in Paris it would set us up for you know hopefully a, a reasonable Six Nations and then our whole focus for the, this group has been on on performing for Italy and then starting to think about um, England next week. Just on the Italy game, games tend to follow a pattern don't they where they're tight first halves, you, you wear them down and then the second half stats show that you tend to take the game away from them. Is that how you see this match unfolding as well? Well I think we've spoken about, I think Italy will play a lot more rugby this weekend. They look quite dangerous in the, in the last 15-20 minutes against Scotland even though there was a yellow card during that period. Coming back from 33 down to, to being 33-20 it just shows that, that, that they can be dangerous with, with the ball in, in the hand and so I think they'll play. Yeah, so, and we've been in situations before in Rome where 
games have been really tight and, and close and even in the autumn I think Australia after about 30 minutes of score was nil or something like that it was a pretty close game as well so look we've got to stay in the arm wrestle against these guys and, and create chances and if we do create chances and opportunities try and try and make the most of them. Jonathan Davis is captain for the first time what do you make of his leadership qualities and how suited he is to this role? Yeah he obviously very honoured to, to accept the the captaincy, uh, he's been around for you know, a number of years, he brings a lot of leadership and, and already to the team, he's, he's vocal within the squad and uh, just looking at, at the group of players and, and the team, you know, he, he seemed the obvious choice to, to be given that opportunity and he deserves that accolade and I think it would be good for him, not that he needs to prove himself from a leadership point of view but I think it's just recognition of what he's already achieved in the game and I think it would be great for him. and and great for us moving forward over the next six months or so. The players have obviously enjoyed being on the French Riviera. Have you as coaches had a chance to have a bit of downtime and enjoy yourselves as well? Yeah, I mean, we've been able to, to, to walk along the promenade there and uh, I think the pleasing thing for everyone is, um, you know, it's been a little bit warmer than it has back, been back in the UK. So that's kind of made it, you know, training's a bit more enjoyable from, from that um, perspective. And again, sort of a little bit similar to what we might expect later later in the year as well so that's kind of been easy enough for us to do and, and being away here and, and also it's been hasn't been difficult getting the boys on the bus to go to trainings because we've been very lucky with the weather conditions. A first Six Nations start for Wasps flanker Thomas Young a couple of years after winning his first cup on a summer tour. It's been a long time but it's a uh, I'll be focused on club level and everyone's playing Joshua rugby but my focus has had to be on Wasps, I've got to make sure I'm playing well, especially with the quality back row as Wales have gotten. My focus went away from that and you, know, you tend to not stop playing well, but yeah, obviously I'm happy to be here now. The coaches seem to have been impressed by your performances, that you've kept knocking on the door. Was it ever hard work? Did you ever lose faith that you might not get this other opportunity? you just got to keep playing well and you know, whatever comes from that, you know, it happens. But yeah, my point of view, just make sure I keep playing well and you know, keep knocking on that door. Pretty fierce competition, isn't it, in the, the back row? Have you had to up your game because of that? Um, yeah, as I said, we've, the quality of back row as well as of guys, you know, is massive and it's, you know, it's really competitive. But I suppose that brings out the best you know, every player. And every time you go out and play, you've got to make sure you play well. And um, yeah, I like to get a ball in my hands and, and stuff. So a bit of attacking threat. Um, I think it's a lot of work grip. But the same, the same with the back rows, you know, everyone likes to get a ball in their hands. But uh, yeah, I think. Especially this season, I've worked a lot on the breakdown aspect of it, and um, yeah, I've had a bit of reward from that. But it's something I'll keep working on, and something I'll continue to do. Obviously, you're very much a, a player in your own right, but we can't miss the opportunity to ask if, you, if your dad's been in touch to congratulate you as your head coach at Wasps, of course, as well. I think he's had his dad's head on this week, and he was chuffed when we found out. Yeah, so he'd be coming over, and I think he'll uh, him and my parents and everyone else will be proud. I think. Yeah, it's a great occasion for the family. Yeah, it'd be lovely, and. Uh, yeah, something I'm all looking forward to. Of course, Wales have been training in the south of France this week before travelling down to Rome for the game against Italy. Forwards coach Robin McBride has been happy with the surroundings. It's very reminiscent of what I did know on the front, so I feel quite at home here. But no, it's been good to recuperate after what was a very tough match on uh, last Friday night. You know, you couldn't ask for better surroundings really, so um, we've got to be aware that we don't slip into holiday mode and we know we've got some hard work to get through ahead of Italy, so no, it's been good. It's been good to have a change and I think it's worked well in preparation for the World Cup. I'm in a squad of 31 players, 
you know, working amongst ourselves and keeping the squad together between the first two games, I think is, I think that'll be good for us as well. Players seem to have enjoyed that kind of change of scenery and just to change it up, really, and the World Cup preparation, as you mentioned. But as you said, no holiday mode. Has it been difficult cracking the whip? No, not really. I think everybody realizes the importance of the first two games and the momentum that you can create by um, getting positive results. You know, we can't rest on the laurels. Italy is a tough nut to crack. You know, we've got areas that we need to improve on as well from Friday last Friday. You know, hopefully the conditions will be a little bit more favourable on Saturday. Yeah, just really looking forward to it. Robin, just on Young, obviously he went on the tour that you led in during the Lions. What do you make of him then? Now that you've had a chance to have him for an extended period here, what's he been? How's he been impressing you? Yeah, I think he's been a consistent player, hasn't he, throughout. It was based on that, really, his selection was... It's getting on for two years ago now, as it seems like yesterday. A constant performer for Wasps, uh, week in, week out. He's played in a league where the big men, week in, week out, the intensity is there. And the fact that he's he's had several Man of the Match awards and how evident he is, both sides of the ball, you know, in, in defence, he makes really intelligent decisions of when to compete on the ball. And both in attack, you know, linking up between forwards and backs. So, And he's doing that here as well. It was very hard, it was a snapshot, really, during that summer tour because of the lack of time we had, uh, preparation, etc. But it's the Six Nations, really. You, you really have an opportunity to look at somebody properly. You know, the fact that he's he's had the first couple of weeks with us and been able to really bed himself in, you know, he's benefited from that. So, you know, our training is a little bit different from, obviously, club level. So the intensity is up there. Maybe the meterage is a little bit more, etc., etc. But, he, you know, he's coping with it at the moment. It's an opportunity for anybody, really, to stick a claim and uh, make a name for himself. So, you know, from here on in, definitely, if anybody gets that opportunity, they've got to take it, really make the most of it. listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Wales women had a tougher time of it in France, a very impressive home performance. Coach Roland Phillips, though, has rewarded the bulk of his team for their efforts. Tough game for us last week, weekend, as you could probably all see, but you know, we've got a lot of faith in this, in the group, we've got a lot of faith in what we're doing. If I was going to be honest, probably every team in the Six Nations last weekend would have probably suffered the same fate. England may have competed a lot better, but it's, it was such a difficult place to play in our first game um, that we didn't want to make wholesale changes. We didn't, felt, we didn't feel we needed to. As a result, uh, the backs uh, remained unchanged. Natalia, who came off the bench and made a really positive impact, uh, stepped into the second row. She won revert back to probably what she plays more rugby at, to club level, to number eight and uh, Beth will go to the flank and Alicia Butchers. She's come back from a long-term injury. She got that in autumn against South Africa and we probably needed to manage that situation a bit better. Uh, might have been a bit too thrown in the deep end a bit against France. We put her on the bench, but she's such a, a, an excellent player that she will make an impact off the bench. And we know that. Mel got a laceration to her knee in the game against France, which unfortunately after been checked over by a specialist, didn't feel that I was going to heal enough to play. So Gwen comes straight back, straight into the start of 15. I think that's probably the a reflection of you know, how highly we rate Gwen. She's you know, had an excellent regional programme, did fantastic in the, in the autumns as well. It's kind of like for like. It's a great opportunity. It's a, it's a disappointment for Mel, but it's an outstanding opportunity for Gwen. So, he talked about the new second-row pairing there, Osprey's duo Gwen Crabb and Natalia John. 
Let's hear from them both now, starting with Natalia describing the mood in the camp. Obviously we were disappointed with the result, but overall it's a really positive mood. We all know what we're capable of and we all know how hard we work in training. So what we thought was really important that we pick up our mood straight away, like there was no point dwelling on the past. So especially in Tuesday we just came in, hit the ground running and trained really hard. So it's a really, really positive mood in the camp at the minute. When I suppose the one big difference was maybe physicality from France, there was they were pretty tough to, to counter and a, a new look second row pair and there's going to be quite a lot of new two to, to bring that this time. Yeah, definitely. We did a lot of physicality contact area and training and it was very positive actually. We looked back over the footage uh, before training and we saw where, where we needed to improve in terms of cleaning out, you know, sealing the ball and stuff. Yeah, we worked on it and it was a very positive training session. So um, yeah, looking forward to the game on Saturday, but definitely lots of positives to take from the, from the France game in terms of defensive contact area and in terms of setting France back in, in attack. And we're looking at one of these schemes for, for girls rugby, 3,000 involved through the week. Does that almost add the pressure that what they're crying out for are role models they can follow? Definitely doesn't add pressure, more motivation, if anything. You just like see these girls and you think, you know, I want to inspire them to be where we are now. And it's a privileged position where we are because we can be role models for these girls and help them to participate in the sport for as long as possible. Obviously, I love it. Being a coach myself, I coach uni side back home and they're girls who have never played before and um, seeing how much I can inspire them to really enjoy the sport, it's just such a positive. When I look out at all these girls training here today, it is such a humbling and awesome feeling to see them all picking it up and enjoying the game because it's so important that people just enjoy it. 3,000 involved, how does that compare with when you started playing? So there was very little around when I started playing, so I could only pick the ball when I was like 17, 18 but seeing all of these girls now knowing that they had opportunities that I didn't have and seeing that they can grow and really enjoy it is just such a positive and humbling thing. And Gwen, starting early is a, a huge part of it isn't it? Yeah definitely, I actually started when I was about 14 but I had a sort of sports transfer, I was goalkeeper in football so the handling skills sort of uh, came as a natural but yeah as soon as I um, started playing rugby football sort of left my mind I was like rugby is what I want to do and I started with the Ospreys under 15s development moved on to the 18s and then went from there started playing for clubs and stuff as well and yeah I, I just wish I'd started earlier that's all, that's all I have to say. <laughs> of course while we're here the, the men's team are out in Nice there's part-time amateurs you can't do that just give an idea of what involvement there is in, in your life outside of rugby and the commitment that you, you have to get. Well for me I'm in university so um it's just things like going back to lectures, getting my work done. Uni are very understanding with me in terms of if I have to have extensions on work and things, but a lot of the girls have full-time jobs. And although it, it obviously it's not an ideal situation, it motivates us to, to be able to prove to people that we can do it. And if we can do it with jobs, we, we can do it if we're professional, even more so. So I think that the point is more, OK, we need to prove a point and prove people that it is doable, no matter how, how hard it is. <laughs> it fuels me, so I know that it might be easy for some people that they get the money and they get everything like that, but putting on that jersey, it makes all of those late nights travelling and all of those days working and have, making sure you go to the gym, it makes all of that worth it because it's all about putting on the jersey in the end and the, the pride, just you forget everything else, that all the hardships that led up to that. And what do you do? Where are you based? I work two part-time jobs at the minute, coaching with Diddy Rugby, so working with kids at 18 months old to six years old, and also I'm helping out at my parents' pub as well, doing a couple of shifts there to pick up some extra money. <laughs> two part-time jobs, does that? How does that work? Um, so it's just 
making sure I have enough time to go to the gym and do all the training that I need to do. But of course, it's like money is a driver for me. Like I need the money there so that I can go away at the Six Nations times, and you know it's not going to affect me that much, and I can still pay my car insurance and everything <laughs> like that. <laughs> You need the car insurance to get to training, I suppose. Yeah. But uh, last question for both of you. Obviously, Italy had a really good win in Scotland last week, so they're not going to be pushovers. Starting with you, Natalia, just give an assessment of that. You know, not taken away from Scotland, but Italy did have a lot of weaknesses there. They're not a completely squeaky clean side. When um, reviewing the games, we could see the opportunities that we had to attack. So we've all had a look at that and all decided what was the best way moving forward so we have options to attack there and I think it'll be a really positive outcome for us on the weekend. One area definitely we looked at is the line out both me and Talia we have I think the ability to sort of turn over line outs um, and when you look at their process in attack and defence it's definitely an area we can exploit them and I think we need to use that because especially our driving line outs they're, they're a real threat for us so um and there is definitely opportunities to attack and as, as long as we sort of stick to our defensive principles and then when we get the ball we keep the ball and we should be okay those goalkeeping skills yeah goalkeeping <laughs> skills <laughs> hey, well, good luck both of you <laughs> thank, thank you. you thank you very much thank you wales under 20s were also defeated in france graham gillespie spoke to forwards coach richard kelly 32 10 what's your assessment of that game i think disappointed i think there was a few key moments in that game where we maybe done things slightly differently we could have really pushed them but that's what rugby is at this level. First of all, from an effort perspective, boys couldn't have given any more, and we're really proud of them from that. You obviously expect a lot from the set piece, but defensively, your front five put in a huge effort in that first half, didn't they? Yeah, definitely. They couldn't have worked any harder for each other. You know, They put some big hits in against big men, did really well defending some, some big heavy drive sets. From that perspective, they really fronted up. So uh, in defeat, coaches normally look for positives. What positives can you take out from that game? I think our scrum was pretty solid. I think drive being a threat of theirs uh, we took away mix in terms of some of our attack stuff there's some really good process and drill and uh, just one or two errors we need to tidy up especially in key positions but yeah there's a lot of positives there playing Italy next they surprised Scotland this weekend what sort of proposition are they going to pose it is early and I think you know you look at Italy and you look at the DNA of what they're about and you know we know they're going to come and challenge us up front in terms of scrum in terms of driving line outs they scored one yesterday that's going to be a be a huge threat that they is that we're going to have to step up to. Now uh, Gareth Williams has already talked about the journey for these players it's a long journey towards the World Cup what sort of steps have they taken out today particularly the new guys who have come in Yeah I think they have not only today I think over the past few weeks they've genuinely improved day on day and you can see the difference in them how they train and again how they've played out here and we're going to keep asking the same that they improve every day and if they keep giving the effort that they're giving I think they will and then the exciting thing is if they continue to do that where we can end up as a team some of those boys look quite devastated in the changing room. How tough is it going to lift them up for the for next week? I don't think so. You know, I think they'll be quite uh, self-motivated. They're a great group. They're going to want to put some of the wrongs from today right yeah. next weekend. Um, and it's a great opportunity to do it out in Italy as well. Okay, that's for the players. What about you as the coaches? Are you excited about these, this group of boys you've got at your disposal? Yeah, 100%. Some real, real quality players within the group. There's potential for a lot of these players to kick on and play regional rugby and we're excited about helping them get a platform that they can show what they can do and hopefully put their hand up for regional contracts, regional selection in the future. So all in all the uh, outlook is quite good? Yeah, definitely I think so. There was only one game on in the Principality Premiership last weekend after the snow. Carmarthen Quinns beating Bedwas, preparing for a Friday evening game against Lethley next. Rob Cole caught up with Captain Hayden Pugh and first coach Emir Phillips. 
Talking about Friday night, and that's a big game now, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. No, you know, we were disappointed when we lost down here last time. So, um, you know, a lot of the boys know each other. A lot of players from both teams have played for both teams. So, um, no, just looking forward to Friday. We needed a W today. We weren't perfect, but it's just nice just to kind of get back on the horse and uh, get back to winning ways. It's amazing what happens. You get two or three days of snow, and everyone goes, "Oh, we don't have to play." Or we... you look to the game being off, don't you? But I mean, it was perfect today, wasn't it? Yeah, I think we knew throughout the week the pitch has been pretty good, and that little bit of Cold and has helped firm it up a little bit. So now we knew during the week it was on. There was a bit of trouble on Thursday again, boys are training, but now we're quite lucky in uh, where we are. So if the game was off, it's another game you've got to rearrange at the end of the year. So yeah. disappointing to get the bonus point, but we know you know Bedwas are a tough team. So four points today is a lovely run. You jump into the top half, you could look upwards rather than down now, can't you? Yeah, definitely. You know, throughout the year, even after you know we lost the first game of the year, automatic. You talk about relegations. It's been in the back of everyone's minds all year round. So hopefully now we're we're in a half decent position in. In, in relation to that but yeah we definitely want to climb our table so a little bit of pressure off us now hopefully like I said we can play a bit of rugby and climb our table Coaching is it for you long term how are you finding it is yeah it yeah it is you enjoy the wins more and then you take the losses even worse so there has been a few sleepless nights and if, you know you wake up in the night with a few ideas or why isn't this happening why isn't it happening but no, the good thing is we've got a really good coaching group a good bunch of boys so whatever you ask them to do whatever you change or whatever the boys are 100% behind you so it has been an eye opener but I'm enjoying it and you know days like today, today when you get the four points and you can have a few beers afterwards yeah, it's lovely so. yeah. and you're quite right having good people around you helps isn't it it's not just a one-man band, is it? Yeah, definitely. We've got a young coaching group. Most of us are in our early 30s, and then we've got a team manager and, and head of rugby above us looking after us. So, you know, we're all quite current. We've all played the game. We all know the players we're playing with. So hopefully we enjoy each other's company and, like I said, new, fresh ideas. So when they come off, it's really enjoyable. No substitute for playing, but do you miss it at all? I haven't yet, I think, because I've gone straight into that rugby environment. I've been quite lucky to be around, you know. I've almost gone from rugby to rugby. Just uh, my body's enjoying not playing, but it's probably, you know, the stuff you enjoy during the week when you're with the boys or in the change room that's the stuff you miss the most yeah. but no like I said we're having a few beers together tonight so I can get stuck amongst the boys so enjoy Good. that Aiden only game on today so uh, the pitch was perfect wasn't it? It was fantastic conditions fair play I think a lot of games were called off and uh, obviously fair play to the grounds people here it was a good track today but yeah, yeah. yeah only game on a bit surprised with that but he said the conditions fantastic. Yeah, big win because it puts you what, 26 points clear of the, that drop zone. I mean, not that you're looking down, but you can go, oh, that's good. It was a pleasing performance when you look at us getting that win and making that gap a bit bigger. But being totally honest, I think as, as a whole squad and as a team as well, we're pushing for a better standard than that. Uh, so we know that we've got a big game against Nashley Friday night. We know that things today have to be a bit better. We're happy with the win, but there's a lot of stuff that we're going to work on through the week and then take it into Clenetley. But we didn't look at this game. We, we knew how strong Bedwas were. We, whenever we have uh, play games against them up there or with us, we, we know how difficult they are. And again, we didn't look at the position they're in because we know that if anything, no matter how they play, they're going to dig into the end. So we had to be on top form. But we didn't just look at this game. We're looking at the next 11 games. So, uh, yes, good win. Guess it's in a good stead moving forward. But you know, we know collectively we've got to do better. Yeah. Talk to me about regional battles at Flanesley. It is a big game, isn't it? Massive. Yeah, yeah, they've done us over down here. And fair play to them, they deserve that. You know, I mean, it's difficult on a derby day, isn't it? You know, I mean, a lot of emotions and stuff come into it. But I think we've got to stick to what we're about. They're a good team. We know a lot of them. They know a lot of us. So, yeah, it's going to be a good battle on uh, Park Scala. It's a nice, fast track. So, yes. uh be hopefully some nice attacking rugby, see, yeah, yeah. see how the weather is now. Coming back to Bedworth, so they battled for their lives, they thought they got that losing bonus point at the end, but uh, you took it away from them. Yeah, again, I, personally and, and collectively, 
I don't think we should have been in that position to let them get that point there. I think yeah. we should have put them away before that. But they're a dogged, good team and a good coaching group behind them. So we knew that they weren't going to give in. And that last try at the end was us putting the pressure on them. You know, I think we're just a bit disappointed that we couldn't go again. It was full time, but that's our problem. That is to get the extra point. So you've been around this league for a while now. This is one of the more competitive seasons, isn't it? Yeah, I've turned 30 in December, but I'm feeling very old at the minute. But no, it's just because of the youngsters coming through. But it's, I, I mean, you see a lot of negative press about it. Uh, well, it's kind of died off a little bit, really. Yes. With the, I mean, you see a lot of reporters talking about this A League. But you look at today, you've got Jevon Sebastian, Josh Helps. He was playing for the first 10 games. Look at him now; he's pretty much a starter for the Scarlets. So, you know, I mean, when people talk about the level of of how we're playing here, yes, it's not going to be the best leading into regional because they're fully professional but I think any pro that comes down knows the, the score and I think as Carmarvin Quinns we aim high to push players through so that's yeah, what we're going to keep on doing. you've certainly done that. So another exciting Six Nations weekend in store. Plenty to reflect back on next week in the Principality Cross Rugby Union podcast. Until then, goodbye.